Hello and welcome to the Kangaroo English Podcast. My name is Christian and today is Thursday, the best day of the week. <laughs> so recently I was having lunch with a friend and we were talking about our lives and the trajectories of our lives. And we both agreed that we needed to do better you know, that we needed to be more adult. Uh, we needed to get, you know, proper jobs and save for the future and um, organize our finances better and uh, be more disciplined and just basically be be better adults in, in every single way. <laughs> we, we both agreed that we were getting old and our lives were not moving according to expectations, right? And this is despite the fact that my friend uh, has a, a PhD um, in, 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 in fine art, and he's uh, working as a teacher, and, you know, he's, he's, he's really happy in his personal life, and, and you know, me, I've never been more satisfied um, professionally or personally either. But we still both felt like something is missing. And, and that's basically what this podcast is about. This podcast is about the weight of expectation and how expectation can be positive but it can also be very negative and destructive. So I actually want to start by talking a little bit more about expectations, about life expectations. So there was this really um, amazing study that was published in January uh, this year, and it's called um, Measuring the Predictability of Life Outcomes with a Scientific Mass Collaboration. So hundreds of scientists from all over the world, they, they came together and they used data that was painstakingly collected over 15 years by social scientists from different disciplines like psychology, um, and they tried to make six simple predictions. So predictions about um, the grades of the children in the family and whether or not the family might get evicted from their house. Kind of simple predictions about big life events. And you would think, right, you would imagine that these scientists who are all experts in their field with all of this data, that they would be able to make these simple predictions. But, but let me read from the conclusion to their paper. They said, <clears throat> For policymakers considering using predictive models in settings such as criminal justice and child protective services, these results raise a number of concerns. Additionally, researchers must reconcile the idea that they understand life trajectories with the fact that none of the predictions were very accurate. <laughs> so, basically, although we think we know 
how lives are going to turn out. Although we have expectations of being successful uh, or being a failure, whatever those expectations are, life is highly unpredictable. Even when all the signs are there, we never really know what's, what's going to be happening in 10 years or, or 20 years. And it reminds me of a saying from, uh, from Chinese culture, which is that if you're feeling anxious, then you're living in the future. And if you're feeling depressed, then you're living in the past. Happiness can be found in the now, in the right now. And this, this brings me now to the relationship between expectations and, and language learning. Because a lot of people have the expectation that they will get fluency or that they will get something close to fluency. And the weight of that expectation can be really good if it's used to make realistic goals, but it can also be really negative and destructive if the expectations are unrealistic. And also if you forget you know, also, if you, if you don't remember that life is unpredictable and anything can happen. So, I was, I was also having a conversation recently with, with Pasquale, who is the administrator of the Kangaroo English Facebook group. And we were talking about his, his English learning and, and his English learning kind of trajectory, you know, the, his, his progress. And he said that he has completely eliminated the expectation of fluency. I'm actually going to say he's eliminated the weight of the expectation of fluency. He doesn't want to live in the depression of the past. He doesn't want to live in the anxiety of the future. He just wants to use the language that he has right now today to communicate. And ironically, the more that he focuses on the now and the more that he, he, the more that he worries less about his future goals, actually, the more his English will improve because he'll be using it to do things rather than learning more and more and more and always about more. It's not always about more. It's about repeating the stuff that you already know again and again until it becomes automatic. So I would say that the lesson that we can learn from, from this scientific experiment and the lesson that we learn from, from, let's say, ancient Chinese wisdom is that goals are good, but we can't let the weight of expectation control us. And we have to appreciate and utilize the skills that we have today, right now. And, and I actually want to read um, 
a little bit from um, The Republic, which was a an essay, a, a mini book written by Plato, the ancient Greek philosopher. And in, in, this, in this dialogue, he's having a conversation with someone about education. Okay, and he says, Therefore, calculation and geometry and all of the other elements of instruction should be presented to the mind in childhood, not, however, under any notion of forcing our system of education. Why not? Because a free man ought not to be a slave in the acquisition of knowledge of any kind. Exercise, when compulsory, does no harm to the body, but knowledge which is acquired under compulsion obtains no hold on the mind. Ah, very true. Then, my good friend, I said, do not use compulsion, but let early education be a sort of amusement, and then you will be better able to find out the natural way. <laughs> now, I'm definitely not a person to obsess about ancient wisdom, because we have learnt a lot in the past 2,000 years about about the way that our minds work and about science in general. And just because something is ancient does not mean that it is right and good. Plenty of terrible and ignorant things happened 2,000 years ago. But I do find it ironic that this common sense way of looking at learning has been forgotten by by so many um, teachers and students and I would say education systems. Plato knew thousands of years ago that we can't force people to learn things. Well, you can force them, but it obtains no hold on the mind, right? The the, the way to, to really educate is the way of amusement, of fun, of play, of creativity. That's how kids learn. And as an adult, a person who has less motivation and less time than a child, then that is absolutely the way to learn by making it fun. Because compulsion, forcing yourself to, to learn will not work in the long term. And as I've said before, and I'm sorry to repeat myself, <laughs> you know, learning a language is something that takes a very, very long time. And so if you don't enjoy the process, if you don't take advantage of and enjoy the skills that you have today, if you live in the anxiety of the future or the depression of the past, then you're not going to find the motivation to succeed. So today I want you to stop worrying about expectations. I want you to take that weight off your shoulders and just go and do something fun with your English today. 
I'm Christian, this is Kangaroo English, and I'll see you in class.